0: Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Bolden here. Delighted to have you here listening to the Speaker Lab podcast for another episode of our Coaches Corner series. Now, there are a lot of fun perks in our Speaker Lab programs, but our amazing coaches who guide our students through the ups and downs of building a speaking business are the heart of our mission. Every single day, our coaches dedicate their wealth of experience to helping our students gain the clarity and the confidence that they need to make an impact as a professional speaker. Today, our director of student success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, is going to be taking over the show alongside one of our other incredible coaches, and together they're going to guide you through time-tested strategies and tough topics with the practical advice and wisdom that only comes through decades of experience. So, whatever stage of your speaking journey that you're in, I know that you're going to benefit from this conversation. So, without further ado, I'm going to pass the mic to them. Enjoy.
1: All right. Welcome to the coach's corner. So excited to have you here. Katie Campbell in the house. What's happening? (laughs) excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. I always love having this time to talk business with my girl.
2: Mm -hmm. What's happening? Let's do it. Not much. Ready to, to get down and talk about niching down today
1: yeah no, it's a great topic. Um, Katie and I were kind of brainstorming back and forth, like, what would be a good topic? We always try to like pick up on trends that are that are occurring within our students. And so this is definitely one um that, as a coaching team, we try to address, which is, you know, what is your niche, but also peeling back the layers of that niche to ensure that, um you know, you're getting to the crups of it, but but also serving the people that are in the audience. And so, we wanted to talk to all of you wonderful people today about exactly that. What really is your niche? Um, So Katie, you want to talk about the importance of of niche and niching down? Because I know we talk about this a lot.
2: For sure. So I think first, it's to just give you a target to aim for, right? When you think about who you could possibly talk to, that's a whole lot of options and that's really overwhelming, right? So just that it's base layer, like having a point of focus to shut out, the entire world of options. Right. And really just see that center target that you can shoot the dart at for -hmm. better, for better words. Um, So that would be like the first main priority.
1: Yeah. And I think too, what people don't realize, like oftentimes people think that they're putting themselves in a box and there's so many other people that they can reach and we're, you know, like they don't want to be limited. But what they don't realize is that the more niche you are, I call it the perk up effect. When you put marketing out there, the right people are going to perk up and the right people are going to say, I need that. That's what I need. Um, And it actually helps uh, build momentum in the business versus constrain the business. Mm
2: -hmm. And it helps you know what to search too, right? If I'm just searching for any type of association, well... I mean, that's that's hard to that's hard mm-hmm. to think of everything, right? But if I'm looking for associations of leadership, well, now I can narrow it down so pinpoint. Of like, okay, are there local associations? Are there national? What kind of are we talking about? Junior associations? Are we talking about business ex- executive leadership associations? Like, it just allows us to narrow that playing field in a good way to get more specific in what we want.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, and then also really help you stand out in your market as mm-hmm. an expert.
2: Yeah, establishing your expertise. I mean, people are going to get to know you, and that word's going to get around. Right? Um, we're so connected within our network of our own industry. So once mm-hmm. you start making a name for yourself, that's going to pass around, and referrals are going to start happening, and it's going to start opening up. Eric Ream is a perfect example of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? His message of discover your significance. I'm sure you and I could benefit from that. Right. So- I mean, anyone, anybody could, but he's niched down to these utility municipal companies, and he is. I mean, you say his name, and they know who he is. He is yeah. that expert. I mean, that's a perfect example of that.
1: Yeah, no, that's such a great point because you know who would think that that industry would you know care about significance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, really establishing establishing yourself as the expert. Um, and speaking to a particular audience about this particular topic is so critical to the success of the business. Um, I think that's one thing we see a lot of here at the Speaker Lab when students come to us. They know it's important, but there is a fear behind doing that because they do feel kind of locked in or boxed in. Um, and a lot of times people feel like they're leaving money on the table when it's actually the extreme opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So yeah. Yeah. So the other point of this is understanding your background and what makes you unique versus the audience you're talking to. This Mm -hmm. is really important. So let's expand on this.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to use an amazing uh, guy that I talked to the other day as an example, uh, because I just think it represents it so well of what so many people experience coming into the program. Mm -hmm. So this person's background was architecture and it was music. Okay. Mm. And so in his, in his mind, he was like, well, how, how am I going to find people in architecture and music to, to listen to me talk? Like, isn't that too small of a niche? And so we had to kind of reframe the mindset of that's your experience, right? That's your background, but that's not your niche. That's not who you're going to be talking to. Um, it, that's your unique leveraging point, right? Mm-hmm. Like that makes you, you as a speaker, different from John Doe, who's speaking to the audience on something, Mm -hmm. right? So your background doesn't always match up directly with your niche, your target audience. It's what you bring to that background or it's what your background brings to the table.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love how you use the, um, that term um, unique Unique. leverage point. Yeah. Yeah, I really love that because oftentimes I think where students have certain experiences, certain stories, they feel like the stories are the niche, Mm -hmm. right? but oftentimes we are not our niche, right? Right. Um, our niche is impacted by who we are and the stories that we bring, but we are not our niche sometimes. So um, oftentimes we're our ideal client, but our stories don't dictate. I guess, let me say it differently. We, our stories don't necessarily dictate the the niche, but it's what are the lessons, the methods, the strategies that we have learned through the experiences that we have been through That could impact the audience that we stand in front of. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to separate that, but when people do, it's powerful. I'll I'll share an example. I know you and I talked about this. Um, Tech Clark, I'm gonna say his name because he's a success story, so you can go read this yourself. He was um, he taught scuba dive safety, scuba diving safety, right? (laughs) That's niche. (laughs) I mean, that is niche and He, he started looking at this and he was like, wait a minute, like there's something here to these rinse and repeat patterns that could actually be beneficial to the corporate world, right? Because there is something about culture that if you're, if you don't feel safe to navigate your culture, you, you can tend to push it away or shy away or not engage with it. So he literally took his scuba diving experience and what he taught scuba divers in being safety and safety. And he transcribed it, if you will, to corporations on safety. Genius. Right. And he's crushing it. So that's what we're talking about here. Like just because you may be, I don't know, maybe you're a hairdresser and you see these patterns with your, your, um, clientele and you address it in a certain way that changes their mindset about embracing a new look. I don't know. I'm really stretching it here, but work (laughs) with me. Right. But how could you take that, that topic of changing someone's mindset and just using the stories of your hairdressing clients to make the impact, Mm -hmm. right? So you have the niche of, of changing people's mindset, but you have the stories of your experience. Yeah. bottom line, your audience doesn't have your background. So what lessons have
2: you learned to show them inside of that background, right? Like, how do you give them a peek into your knowledge? Mm -hmm. Because you know more than the audience. That's why you're standing on stage, whether that's a whole lot or, you know, just, just you're one step ahead of them. They don't have that insight you do. And so how can your background leverage that when you're speaking to them? How can you show them those lessons that they haven't been through in their lives?
1: Yeah, I think also too with this, what's really really important is we don't want to get overly fixated on our stories mm-hmm. to sell our speaking. Right? There has to be a solution. The stories are to help to move our 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 audience emotionally and make the impact for the solution. Right? So, um, motivational speakers, for example. They want to get on stage and they want to motivate, and that's great. Like that's wonderful, but there there still has to be a solution for the people that you're speaking to. You can't just stand up there and tell your stories. Like we're not all Tony Robbins, right? So we can't just stand on stage and tell our stories and you know hoo ha and motivate. There there has to be a, a solution, especially you don't get on stage until you sell that. Mm-hmm. So if you're prospecting and you're just selling, like oh no, I could come motivate your people. I have great stories. Well. That that doesn't sell, right? So we always have to peel back the layers of who we are, why we want to speak, the impact that we want to make and get to that solution. When you get to that solution, you realize, okay, my niche is this, but the stories are what is going to drive the impact to empower my niche. Right, that's how we connect it. That's
2: how we can connect the dots, right? And see the story actually playing out the steps that you're teaching them but having those deliverables that they can take away and see themselves incorporate in their own lives, like that is the key, right? Making them feel empowered to take that
1: away and also put that into practice. So Mm -hmm. it's gotta be tangible. Yeah, yeah, which brings up a point. Um, It has to be tangible. So students that are listening to this, if you're really struggling with uh, creating your marketing assets, your abstract, your demo reel, your website, your talk, you might be missing the mark on being too story experience focused and less solution driven focused for your niche. And if you look at your stories and you ask yourself, well, why would I share this? What do I want my audience to feel, um, to be, and to have after I share this story that will help you peel back those layers to get to that deeper solution, mm-hmm. um, And you, you might check yourself and say, the story makes no sense. I'm just sharing it because I think they need to hear it. Right. Yeah. But when you do that exercise over and over again, you'll realize, oh, wait a minute. I I'm starting to see the repeat theme here. You know, I'm an, I'm an expert in driving more sales or I'm an expert in getting leaders to engage with their people in a different way. Right. So that's a really good exercise to 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 do if you're finding it really challenging to um, get those tangibles or hone in on your marketing assets,
2: Mm -hmm. and take a step out of your head for a minute, right? Put yourself in the audience place. Mm -hmm. Right, this is your story, so it can be hard to kind of separate your emotional attachment from that for a second. Just take the lessons out. Um, But maybe ask a friend, right? Ask someone that's not in the story to hear the story. Hey, what did you take away from that? Right, even if they're in your audience niche or not. if you can remove some of that personal relation to the story, it can help you pull out some of those lessons to take from there.
1: Yeah. I had one student say, do you think I have too many eyes in my talk? (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? You do. And that's also another way to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, You know, look at your talk and is it I, 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 you know, because if it is, you're not making about it, you know, about the audience and the audience is going to sit there the The event planner most certainly will will ask this question, but they're going to want to know what's in it for me.
2: Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you're here to spread your impact, mm-hmm. right? Whether mm-hmm. that's motivational, whether that's leadership, whether it's speaking to tech companies on how to improve their systems—like it doesn't matter what your impact is. That's that's your goal at the end of the day.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I think that it is part of like um, you know understanding what your niche is through seeing the impact that you make. The light bulb moments our students have when they, I I just had this happen to me yesterday. I was on a call with a student and we were going through her module one expert positioning statement, which is, you know, what is the problem that you solve? What are you an expert in? And at first, you know, it it kind of starts as they normally do, a little all over the place, has a lot of things to talk about, can talk to a lot of different people. But when we really peeled back, all the layers we got to this. You are not your niche. Your, your, your stories are going to impact your niche, but you're not that that's not what they need to hear. They don't need to hear all of these things that you want to talk about. They need a solution to those things. So what's your solution? And it was just like fourth of July, you know, (laughs) There's just like fireworks going. She was like, Oh my gosh, I totally get it. I have chills right now. I know exactly what you're saying. And at the end of the call, she knew how she needed to refine and work on her expert positioning statement because she was too story focused, like listen to my stories and they're going to help you versus solution focused. Mm -hmm. Changes everything when you do that. It it
2: really does. And when we're just focused on the story, it, it makes us scattered, right? Like there's so many different things we could talk about then. Right. But once we get really clear on that mission of it right we yeah. narrow it down it, it kind of reveals itself um like we're we're very we're dynamic people right we love a lot of different things we have so many different stories we could tell and I mean you think about what happens in each of our lives like so many experiences to pull on and yeah. that's overwhelming when you have to think about all of them so like you know when you think about where your passion and where your expertise where they meet what stories fall within that Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's a starting point because you're passionate about it and you're an expert in that area. Mm-hmm. So, how can we use that to spread more of your impact?
1: Yeah. And I think to take that even a layer deeper, your passion is what's going to move people. What you're an expert in, what is that? Because that's the niche. Yeah. That's, that is the niche. Right. So, if you're an expert in communication, it, it's not because you have great stories about communication right? You're an yeah. expert in communication because you've studied it, you've experienced it, you've perfected it. And so now you have a three-part communication method, or you have a, you have strategy, you have something to not only share stories around, but some kind of a method to teach and help people understand, because not only do we want me not only do we want to help people feel and connect with our message, but we also want them to do something with what mm-hmm. we're sharing right? Yeah. Um, So the expertise part is what the focus needs to be on even more than the stories, Mm -hmm. because that's where you're going to create, that's where the solution lives. That's the solution. Yeah. That's the, what's in it for me. So I think sometimes we get a little caught up in the stories because that's easy. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've walked on this earth for several years, we all have a lot of stories to your point. So those are easy to come up with, but tying them to the solution is what's really critical yeah. when you niche down.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes working backwards can help too, right? Like maybe you have an idea of what you, your, you want your audience to leave with. Maybe that's really clear to you, but the actual problem that they're going through or the actual audience itself, maybe that's that's the blurry part. Mm-hmm. So work backwards. What's the solution? Then what's the problem making them not be able to reach that solution? who typically has that problem, right? So sometimes it's like working a little bit backwards if you're stuck on a certain area, mixing it up a little bit to try to build that, that clarity.
1: Totally, 100%. Um, okay, so we, we also talk about like, this kind of continues the conversation with um, understanding your background, understanding the problem, and then marrying the two. So I just wanna make it clear, like we're not saying your stories don't matter. Right. Your stories absolutely matter. Um, actually, your story is what's motivating you to want to go and speak and make an impact. Mm-hmm. So, maybe just some inventory about, um, you know, we, we do have speakers that come to us and they say, you know, I could speak about a lot of things. I don't know what I want to speak about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And I'll often say, okay, you're at an event, you know, the event planner. She comes up to you and says, our keynote is sick can you, can you speak for us 30 minutes, whatever topic, what topic would you choose that would just pour out of you naturally? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's interesting when people get that question. Cause they're like, Oh, I know exactly what I would talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the inventory of your, your background, your passion. Now, again, if we could take that inventory and like you said, working backwards. So if that's, that's what you're passionate about, you can get on stage, talk about it in a heartbeat. Now take some inventory on who needs to hear that the most, right? And Mm -hmm. what can you teach them that makes them leave that room going, whoa, like that was incredible.
2: Groundbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what we want to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, So background and knowledge, combining those two things, Mm -hmm. or if you want to say it a different way, um, experience your stories with the solution that's, what's going to make the greatest impact. Do you think, think write, it, okay, down. write it
2: down, right? Like we have yeah. all of these different, we, we have so many ideas in our head, right? So get it on paper, write down your background, write down your stories. And sometimes like they can combine into each other, right They're Sometimes they're more related than we think. So mm-hmm. if you've got, you know, um, you may be five different areas where you feel like you're the expert in. Well, once you get it written down, maybe we can combine some different areas to make one, right? So, okay. once we get it in front of us and actually see our expertise and our backgrounds and our experiences, that might help you kind of visualize, okay, how can I actually put this together to make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely needs to make sense because I think the part of the other part of this that we don't talk about maybe enough is You have to sell this. Yeah. Right. Getting on stage. That's a no brainer. Like I said, any, any speaker that comes to the speaker lab, if we were to put them on stage tomorrow, they could pull it off. It might not be their best work, but they could pull it off, but you have to sell this. And so we don't just drive this home, um, this niching down and understanding that your stories, aren't your niche. Your solutions are actually your niche. We don't just drive this home to be annoying. Um, Or because we think we know something that you don't, (laughs) we drive this home because when you get on that phone call to sell yourself, we want you to have that confidence and clarity so that the person on the other end of the phone is like, this is exactly what we need. Yeah. That's why we drive this home so profoundly Um, because we know speakers aren't necessarily sellers, right? And so if you don't know this, it makes the selling and the prospecting that much more difficult, that much more challenging. Um, But when you could sit there and you could write it down, like you just said, and you could see, wow, like I could actually help people make more money, or I could actually save a marriage, or I could actually help parents survive parenting, you know, like, you know, when you could see those things, like, then you're like, wow, people do need me. I am needed. I am an expert that is needed. And that is, that's life-changing right there when you're speaking business. It is. And our goal for our speakers is to give them
2: confidence, clarity, and a clear path. Right. But that also needs to be your goal for the audience. How do they leave your talk feeling confident, clear with a clear path forward?
1: Yeah. You know, totally, totally. Um, yeah. There are some speakers who come in and they just nail this. They're just so good at knowing their niche. They're, they're really super tight. They know they only want to speak to corporate or they only want to speak to associations. Um, and it's, it's amazing that months later, not even sometimes weeks later, they're crushing it, right? They're, they're getting gigs. Yeah. They're making connections. They're building relationships. Um, niching down gives you gives your speaking business a voice and it, it, it gives it the attention it deserves because, um, people know exactly what they're going to get and, and the solution going to, to experience. So, um, talk a little bit about imposter syndrome and how it plays a role in all of this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, it's so normal. Right? I, I think
2: people are almost ashamed to have imposter syndrome, but that is such a thing to lean into because it means that you're growing, uh-huh. right? Um, when you start something, you're never going to be in, you know, perfect at it, right? So there's always going to be that unknown and stepping into something where you've just, you've never done before, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, And I think part of the imposter syndrome that I hear a lot of it, it's coming from, okay, but there's so many people speaking on this. It's an oversaturated market. I I just don't know if I can compete with all of these other people that are still talking about these same things. Mm -hmm. And that is where your background comes into play, bringing this full circle to what we were talking about in the beginning. You don't have competition directly because they don't have the exact background you do. So how do we get, how do we move past this imposter syndrome? It's to realize that the person that you're feeling that imposter syndrome for that industry you're feeling imposter syndrome for doesn't have your exact stories that you're bringing to the table. Yeah. Right. That removes the intimidating competition. They might have different degrees than you. They might have different experiences than you, and that's fine, but you're Mm -hmm. filling in the gaps with your specific background. And that's what we want to, that's what we want to lean into.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was um, building my business, I'm like, oh, there's so many coaches out there. Mm-hmm. So many people are doing this. Who's going to want to work with me, blah, blah, blah. And then I um, was doing personal development, reading a book. And, and it just basically said, there's no one in the world like you. No one. There's no, there's no two thumbprints the same in the whole entire world, which is really wild to think about. Right? Yeah. And there's no one in the world like you. No one. They don't have the same experiences. They don't have the same energy. Um, Some people might think I'm a kook. Some people might think I'm, you know, too serious. Right? She kooky. (laughs) kooky? (laughs) But you know, like there's there's no one in the world like us. Yeah, no one. And so we have to remember that. Like, yeah, that what's that saying? You can't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter thirty three. But (laughs) I mean, it is a thing. Like it's 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 a thing. You know, like. Some people want to be the next Mel Robbins or the next Tony Robbins or whatever speaker they totally admire and, um, has been a mentor to them in some way or another. That's great. I always think you should be following and respecting someone who's five or 10 or a hundred steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You can't get fixi- fixated on that though, because yeah. where you're starting needs to be respected and you have to give your business the room to evolve and grow, um, and I think this imposter syndrome comes in when you think you should be somewhere else. Um, when the ego is saying to you, "Are you crazy? You can't do this. Get the hell out of here. Run." <laughs> We're mean to ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> oh my gosh, totally. But the, it's also like, um, it's almost like a fight or flight, right? It's like a safety yeah. mechanism too. That are are you know if want to go real woo woo? Like our inner child's like no. Don't do this. This is not a good yeah. decision. You've never protect. done that before. Totally, totally. Protect, protect, protect. Um, but but being if if you were to listen to that, if you were to quote unquote protect yourself, you never get further. And you always wonder, what if? Should I? Could I? Right. And we just don't play that way. That's not who we are. We're a mm. bunch of A players, go getters. We we like to excel. We like to grow. We like to expand and push ourselves. And so I think you make a great point. Like you have to lean into it. And I, a simple exercise when you're feeling that imposter syndrome is literally laugh at yourself and just say, we're good here. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know why you're here. I know you're scared, but I got you. We're going to do this thing, right? Don't take it so seriously, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's It's okay to have imposter syndrome. It's totally fine. Um, And this is also the power of coaching, right? Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, how many how many times a week do we talk about, you know, hey, heads up, student X Y Z is dealing with imposter syndrome. Reach out, little love, little support. Um, that's what we do. That's what that's what coaching's for. Um, but it it's uh, it's so normal. It's so normal. And yeah. I think if we could stop comparing ourselves and just give our business the opportunity to breathe and grow and step into our area of expertise. It's a profound difference than just listening to those mindset gremlins.
2: We make a whole lot of assumptions, don't we? I mean, like when we have that imposter syndrome going on, we assume so much about people. Mm -hmm. Wow. They've got it all figured out. They're making a ton of money. Wow. They've done this. (laughs) 30 times before, but that's, you don't know. And that's the problem. Our brain fills in the gaps with all of these things that we can't confirm.
1: That's right.
2: So when you see a great speaker, maybe they're just having a really good night, nothing against the speaker, right? Maybe they, I mean, they probably worked incredibly hard for it, but we assume that they're miles and miles ahead when maybe they're just starting out too, and you just don't know it. That's right. right. So don't underestimate yourself and assume for the other person, you Mm -hmm. know, um yeah. our, our imposter syndrome fakes the way a whole lot.
1: <laughs> totally. And I, I think to that point too, it's like you don't know how much work they've done on their niche and their expertise. Yeah. You don't you don't know the amount of money they've invested in coaching, in training, in life coaching, in all different areas to to get to that place. And so um just to look at somebody and be like, Oh, how the heck did they get there? You know, you you don't know how much time and effort they've put in. Um and a business like this, a creative business, a business that you always have to stay fresh and top of mind and relevant in the market. Um, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And so you have to believe in yourself. And even when you don't, you have to find somebody else who does and lean yep. into how can your in uh,
2: How can your imposter syndrome fuel you, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of stop you? How can you light that fire? Okay. I want to get to where they are. What do I have to do? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> what yeah. do I have to do to get there?
1: And I, I'll tell you, this goes back to what we're talking about. Because if you want to, I'm not saying it's going to go away totally. Because anytime we play up, even myself, even you, anytime mm-hmm. we play to the next level, that little voice creeps in like, where are you going, girl? Get back here. Your
2: stomach okay. twists a little bit. We know yeah, that you're
1: like, Lordy, what am I doing? <laughs> um, but as a speaker, when you are very connected to the problem that you solve, and you're very niched, that imposter syndrome is not so loud because like what we were saying before you write this down and I do this exercise with our students in module one, if they're having a hard time really defining it, like go write it all down. What, what are all the the impact that you're going to make? Right. And they come back and they're like, I mean, I'm doing amazing work. I'm like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Right. So when you niche, and when you when you lean into your niche and you pull out the expertise that you you provide within that niche, the solutions, um, the transformations that you create, that imposter syndrome will get quieter and quieter and quieter because, because it's you not can see. That's right,
2: right. It's about the right. impact. It's about something bigger,
1: uh-huh. which
2: goes. That's a whole other podcast, which I'm sure you've yeah. covered already. The why, right? But it's when it's about you, the imposter syndrome. It's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. A lot harder.
1: Totally. Totally. I'll tell you when I used to speak, um, I love, loved it. Like when I was doing my um two-day retreats and getting up there in front of the audience. I I love it, right? It's like it's just such a great place to be. But a couple minutes before I would go on, I'd be like, Oh my God. You know, and I, I was sharing this with Coach Nanette the other day. And I'm like, you know, it's it wasn't because I was nervous for me. But I was so passionate about what I was going to talk about that I prayed that the audience got it, that they received what I was trying to help them with. Yeah. Moments before I would go on, I was just like, oh, I hope they get it. Right. And so it's a different nervousness. It's not like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be good. You gotta perform. You gotta, it wasn't about that. It was more about fingers crossed, prayers up. I hope, I hope my audience hears what they need to hear and takes away what they need to take away today.
2: And that's such a huge different, like sometimes we just get that feeling and we don't know what it is. And so we just immediately think it's negative, Mm -hmm. but no, that feeling doesn't have to be negative. I'm going to mess up. Like actually assess what am I nervous about? Is it nerves or is it just that I'm really, really excited to share the message?
1: Totally. Like
2: they respond in the body almost exactly the same. If you look at it scientifically Mm -hmm. fear and that excitement, it like peaks the same areas. So don't just assume it's bad. (laughs) Like use that.
1: Yep. Yeah, And I, I, again, I think when you're really niched and you know what you're, what the transformation and impact you're going to make, that becomes an even stronger to de- uh, desire. Mm-hmm. Desire is a hard word. Evidently that becomes a stronger desire because you want to, you want so desperately to make that impact with your audience. Yeah. Um, so really this is an important topic and, um, we, you know, we don't expect everybody to get it overnight. That's why we have our programs. Um, if you don't work with us, definitely come out over and check out the book that call. Uh, but this is the kind of stuff that we deep dive into with our students because, um, you think you think you're, you're honing in, but then why is there such a struggle happening? Why aren't you getting paid? Right? Well, It's probably because of this, because you're not selling the solution, you're selling your experience and your stories. And that's not, that's not the niche. That's not, that's not how this goes. So,
2: and um, it's not easy work to just acknowledge that this is not easy and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Right. Like they always say like nothing in life comes easy, like nothing in life comes free, but uh, this takes work, but the end result is so incredibly worth it. Mm -hmm. Once you narrow it down, you're like, oh my gosh, this makes everything else so much easier. Totally.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, if it's, it's, it's like, um, another saying, um, but like, if it's a struggle, there's, there's something, there's a block, there's something blocking it. Right. But when you, when you break down those blocks, gigs flow to you, Mm -hmm. you you flow to the right audience. Like there's that, that flow, if you will. Um, and that's important to pay attention to. So if you are struggling, pay attention to that because if your passion's there, but you're still struggling to build the business. That means the technical stuff is not connecting to the passion. And so, just come on over, check us out. Well, we thank are- you Good for you. <laughs> awesome. All right, I'm going to do some rapid fire questions that I've been asking the coaches. These oh, rounds, you're making me my imposter syndrome. Come Don't sweat. Out. <laughs> Don't sweat. They're no, they're nothing crazy. They're actually really laid back and fun. Okay. So, fun questions. Favorite place. Beach, mountains, lake, or somewhere else? Uh, Beach. I got to go with the beach. Beach mare is for it. I love
2: a mountain, but there's nothing like warm sun laying in the sand.
1: Yeah. The the birds, I don't know, the breeze. It's just, I don't know. It's just so perfect. I I love a mountain too, but there needs to be snow on it.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, First thing you would do if you won a million dollars. Oh my
2: gosh.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like, I want to share the wealth with my family. I uh, do. I want like, to like, first off, i Starbucks. I'm just going to go to Starbucks. That's number one.
1: <laughs> are you buying that particular one or are you just going to get a bunch of coffee?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Buy them out of the coffee, not wait in line. Oh, there you go. And then second step. I'm, I
1: like, I want to, I want to share the wealth with the family. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a Katie answer for sure. Um, favorite meal of the day is it breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. Yeah, me too. Love it, breakfast. And if you had to choose a specific workout or activity, would it be workout in the gym, a hike in nature, yoga, or something else? Hike in nature.
2: I'm so connected to nature, hands down.
1: Love it. Love okay. it. Last question: something you would love to change in this world.
2: Mm. how we show up for each other.
1: Mm. Love that. Love that. Again, another Katie answer. (laughs) It's so Katie.
2: Am I not predictable?
1: (laughs) No, you're just, you're just sweet. And you have a big, kind, empathetic heart. Love it. Um, well, this was awesome. And I hope everybody who is listening, um, got something out of it. It's an important topic. It's not an easy topic, but it's a really important topic. Uh, And uh, Katie and I are so appreciative of your time. We hope you have an awesome day. And if you haven't, come on over and check us out at thespeakerlab.com, book that call and we will help you niche that. You got this, we got you. That's right. All right, have a great day,
2: everyone.
0: Here at The Speaker Lab, we pride ourselves on the amazing caliber and diversity of our coaching team. In addition to decades of experience and building a speaking business, each of our coaches has a unique specialty ranging from self-discovery to executive leadership, to spirituality, to marketing, to writing, and more. And so whatever path you want to forge as a speaker, you can find someone with the experience and wisdom to guide you on our coaching team. If you've ever thought about working with our incredible team, it is a great time to take the next step. So I want you to head to The Speaker Speakerlab.com slash corner. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash corner to learn more. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, our podcast is full of similar coaches, corners, episodes, interviews with incredible professional speakers, and so much more. So I want you to check it out over at thespeakerlab.com slash podcast. Finally, got a huge favor to ask of you. I want you to leave us a rating or review for this show. We read every single one of them, helps other speakers find valuable free resources that they can also use to build their speaking careers. And thanks as always for listening and we'll see you next time.